You are listening to the She Means Profit podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA, financial strategist for CEOs, and a Forbes.com contributor. She Means Profit is a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners just like you become a master at your finances without confusion so that you can increase your profit and net worth. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I'm sharing with you real and actionable advice that will give you the tools to take your financial power back. Let's make some major money moves together. Amy Porterfield is an ex-corporate girl turned online marketing expert and CEO of a multi-million dollar business. Amy has helped hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs turn in their two weeks notice and trade burnout for freedom, income, and impact through her best-selling courses and top-ranked marketing podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy. Amy's action-by-action teaching style provides aspiring business owners with the tools they need to bypass the overwhelm and build a business they love. Amy empowers women across the globe to take their futures into their own hands and find professional autonomy, independence, achievement, and success far beyond what a corporate glass ceiling would traditionally allow. Hello, Amy Porterfield. Welcome to the She Means Profit podcast. I am beyond excited to have you here with us today. Oh my goodness. I've been looking forward to this. Thanks so much for having me. You have got some amazing news coming up, and I'm excited because I think I'm one of the first people to share this news, right? Yes, you are. Okay, I'm going to let you announce it, so (laughs) take it away. (laughs) Well, I officially have a book out in the world. Well, kind of. We're in pre-sell phase right now, but I wrote a book, and you can absolutely buy it now, and it's called Two Weeks Notice, and it's all about finding the courage to quit your job or quit whatever is no longer serving you and move into creating a business by your own design. And so it's everything that I've learned along the way in creating my own business and all the mistakes and all the successes wrapped up in one. So I'm really excited about it. I am so excited for you. I mean, I got a pre-copy, so I'm not going to lie. I did get to read it and it's a fabulous book. Ah, thanks. And I have to tell my listeners that you were, okay, when I started She Means Profit, well, I didn't start She Means Profit because I went through a couple of iterations of my business name, but yeah. I've settled on She Means Profit. But when I started my business, it was back in November of 2019, I signed up for your course. And I listened to all your podcasts and like, I feel like I know you personally, right? Because I you love talk about, that. Yeah. You talk about Hobie, you talk about <laughs> your dog, you talk about your stepson. It's like yeah. you're at this disadvantage. You know nothing about me, but I seem to know like so much about you. And then you move from California to Nashville. And, yeah. I love Nashville? that. You, you really have listened to my podcast. And <laughs> yeah. as someone who's, I've been around for a while in this industry and to hear someone like you say like, I listen and I bought your courses and I know about your life. I I never take that lightly. It still kind of shocks me like, holy cow, that's amazing. So I hope that never gets old. Yeah. And you know, the best part about you, I want to tell you, is that when I talk to other entrepreneurs who know you, you're like known as one of the nicest people in the online business space, which is amazing. That's like the nicest compliment I could ever get. It's so I and it's so true. That. Like I'm not I'm not kissing up. 
<laughs> I wouldn't think you would, but that's such a compliment. So thank you for that. Yeah. And the other thing too, I love about you is that you really feature a lot of the entrepreneurs that have worked with you as well. You really like to support them and give back, which is amazing. So congratulations on that. Thank you. So now your book, it's geared towards what kind of reader? So when I wrote the book, I thought this is the book that I want or I wanted when I was first starting out almost 14 years ago. And when I think about who I was, I was working in a nine to five job. It was a corporate job. I worked for Tony Robbins. And it was actually an amazing job. The things I got to do, the places I got to go, the people I met, I wouldn't change it for the world. But I wanted freedom. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to work when I wanted to work, how I wanted to work, where I wanted to work. I wanted that so bad. But I never really had entrepreneurial dreams. I, I wasn't the kid that had the lemonade stand and sold things on the side in high school or whatever. Like it wasn't part of my fiber. And so thinking about going out on my own, doing my own thing felt very, very foreign. But that desire for freedom was bigger than anything. And so when I think about who I wrote the book for, it's typically for women. And although the, the gentleman can get value out of it as well, but it's for that woman who is in a nine to five job or doing something right now that she keeps thinking, this can't be it. This, this can't be the end all be all. There's got to be something more for me out there. And she's looking to call the shots and to be her own boss and to create something by her own design. And I think there are so many women out there right now that want that so bad. But many women have no idea where to start. I sure as heck didn't. And so if, if I could find the women who think like, what do I do, Amy? How do I make this leap? How do I find the courage? That's who this book is for. I love it. And as you know what? Just a comment on a side, too, is while I was reading it, it was an excellent refresher, too. Uh, Some of the things that I knew but I hadn't been doing as frequently as I should have, I should be doing. Yeah. It was that reminder like, oh, I have to get on this. I have to keep doing that because I, I've let it slip. I'm going to remember that because there's a lot of people in my audience who have already started their businesses, maybe even left behind their nine to five job. But that solid foundation of building an online business, there's just things you've got to do and do consistently, like you yeah. said. And I always tell my students, look, you might have heard me talk about it, but are you doing it yet? So I love that it could be a refresher for those that are building their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you touched on it. When you're starting a business, especially online, it is so overwhelming. Ugh. Like when I started my business being a CPA and having a very strong business acumen, I thought when I started, you know, about three years ago, well, it was actually about two and a half when it was officially gone. I thought I'm going to be fine. Like, I already know so much, right? Yeah. And I knew nothing. <laughs> same. <laughs> Absolutely the same. It's scary, right? Yeah. yeah. It's totally different. And I love that you talk about that as well, right? You're one of the first and probably one of the only entrepreneurs I can think of. My eyes are rolling back in my head because I'm trying to think of anybody else who talks about this is that you talk, you're honest about it, about starting a business is hard. You should be struggling. Yes. At the beginning, right? Yes. That's that that period. I say usually the first two years are the toughest where things are not falling, in, falling into place. You do not know what you're doing. And I always tell my students, the way your business looks like on day one of whatever you create, a side hustle, or you just go out on your own and you start doing it, 
However that looks, it's going to look dramatically different in just a few short years. So don't think every decision you make is set in stone. Every decision means the world. It feels like it means everything. Like, am I going to partner with that person? And am I going to create that product or whatever it might be? It's not as big as you think it is. The most important thing is that you are taking action, that you are actually doing something. And what I've seen is a lot of people kind of stand on the sidelines like, ah, I'm not going to jump in just yet. I'm, I'm not ready. I have to have my website set up or I have to know exactly what I'm going to do or a business plan. And I say BS to all of that. You just got to get going and you've got to try something because it leads to something else. It's so true and such good advice because when I, as you're speaking, I'm thinking back to my experience. And I mean, when I started my podcast, this is, I'm in my third year now. I'm on my third name. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It changes and you've got to allow yourself to change and grow and change your mind. Exactly. As you get, you find a rhythm, you get going, you, you figure out what your, your community likes and. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It, It makes such a difference. And I think as entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs, we forget to give ourselves grace that, look, I, who, no one taught us this in school. We are learning as we go and we're absolutely going to make mistakes. I mean, just this year, I essentially made about a $100,000 mistake in something that I did this year. And I think I could course correct and fix it, but I'm almost 14 years in. That's part of being an entrepreneur. And as long as I know that it's okay to make mistakes and I'm still making them this many years in, I wish I knew that my first two years. I beat myself up at every turn that didn't work out. And I, I wish I could take that back. And I hope what the stories I share in the book will allow people to be a little bit more patient with themselves. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you're still admitting that you're making mistakes, right? Because <laughs> when I, I said it, I was like, should I even admit this? But oh, yeah. yes, you yeah. should. <laughs> yeah, it's so true, right? Yeah. I speak with my clients about that all the time. Business is constantly evolving, constantly changing, you know, whether you're at year two, year 14, year 25, and you're still going to make mistakes. And But if you're not aware of the financial or other mistakes that you're making, and I throw finance in there because that is really what this podcast is about, then you can't correct them, right? right. Yes, exactly. So you have to kn- you have to be very aware, okay, this, these are the mistakes I've made. This is what I don't understand. This is where I'm struggling. And really talk about it. I think one of the best things I've ever done as a female entrepreneur is I have always found other female entrepreneurs to connect with. And I've made an effort to be friends with them. And, and to the point of we're texting every day. I have a good friend, Jasmine Starr, and I actually do this with my friend Jenna Kutcher as well. So I do it with two women where I bet every single day we send a voice text. It's not like we plan it. It's just like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with today or here's what I want. I literally called Jenna today and I said, I need someone to help me with a signature talk before my book comes out. Who do you know? What have you done in the past? I, you have to have those people that you can go to because entrepreneurship feels very lonely without it. So finding your friends in the mix is so important. I completely agree with that. And I'm so grateful for my entrepreneur friends as well. Because, and not only for that support of like, hey, do you have experience with this, that, or the other? Give me names, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have days where I'm just like, I give up. (laughs) Amen. Same. Yes. And yeah, because it's, it's hard. It's, yeah, it is hard. And and I'm so grateful that you're willing to talk about that because so few, they, they, there's this big facade out there, I find personally in the online world, it you know, like make, 
7K or seven figures overnight or, you know, do this, do that. What do you mean you're not doing this? Everybody's doing this. Why aren't you doing that? You know, it just leaves you feeling like, am I the only one who's not succeeding? Or, and I say succeeding loosely. Yeah. You look around and you think everybody is doing it better than me. They're doing it faster than me. They're making tons and tons of money, which now that I've been in it long enough, I realized, no, not everybody is making tons of money over you. They're just, of course, social is their highlight reel. And so we have to be so very careful about comparing ourselves. A lesson I've learned now that I've gotten older, I wish I learned it a long time ago, is anytime I see myself look around, and I still do this, I'll look around what my peers are doing, people I know or don't know, and they're just crushing it with their book launches, their course launches, all of that stuff. They're getting asked to speak on huge stages. And in that moment, I could feel a little tinge of jealousy. So I feel like, ah, I want that. Or how do they do that? Why don't I have that? And someone taught me recently that if I ever feel jealous or envy, turn it around and ask yourself, what do they have that you want? And then the next question is, how are you going to go get it? And as soon as I started doing that, like, why am I feeling this tinge of jealousy? Oh, I want to be asked to speak on that stage. And then I started asking myself, who do I know? What calls can I make? How can I make it happen? And that has helped me get into action instead of poor me. I'm not popular enough. I'm not big enough and all that stuff. I love that. I love that. And it's so true, regardless of what stage you're at in your business, you know, comparing yourself to somebody higher is always going to make you feel like you're behind. Exactly. And I've interviewed a lot of like celebrity type people like you and regular business people like me. <laughs> and the common thread that we all have is that we're all human and we fear and we mm-hmm. put ourselves under immense pressure mm-hmm. and we compare and we just feel like we're just not adding up. And it's it's just that common thread is what it I'm is. trying to say. It yeah. definitely Puts us all on the same playing field at the end of the day. Exactly. The fear, the doubt, the anxiety, the second guessing. I don't care how many years you've been in this, it's still there. And I know you and I are talking about how it's hard and it's overwhelming and all of that. But here's what I will say, that the the best day, the best day in my nine to five job is still not even close to the worst day as an entrepreneur. And I I know that sounds bizarre. But the worst day as an entrepreneur, and I can name a few, I I used to be in a partnership that went south and it was like the scariest thing I've ever been through. I've lost money. I've embarrassed myself, all the stuff. The worst day of being an entrepreneur is still better than the best day at my nine to five job because I'm free, because I call the shots, because I get to say, I need to step back for a while. I need to take a mini vacation or I need to call a friend and get help with this. It's not the same in a nine to five job. So that freedom is still absolutely worth the overwhelm. Yes. And I love that you you highlighted that because, yes, as hard as it is, I completely agree with you. It is so worth it. Oh, so worth it. Yeah. I totally agree. Yes. So for people who are starting out and feeling that overwhelm, you know, like you have to be on every or you feel like you have to be on every social platform and doing everything. And it's very overwhelming, especially at the beginning. What do you suggest that they focus on? Oh, I love this question. So when you're just getting started, where to focus, I would say two areas that I think are most important. Number one is to get clear on how you want to make money. Now, again, in the beginning, it might look very different than two, three years down the road. I make money very differently than I did my first few years of business. 
but we got to bring some money in because obviously you got to make some money, but also it starts to give you that courage and confidence to think, okay, maybe I could keep going a little further. Maybe I could stay in the game a little bit longer. And so thinking about what do you have that you can offer somebody else? And it doesn't have to be as elaborate as a digital course or a membership or anything like that. It could be in the beginning. Here's one of the things I did. I was known for Facebook marketing in the very, very beginning. And I used to audit people's Facebook pages. This is in the Wild West when no one knew what they were doing with social. So I would audit their Facebook page, give them a full review of what, what's working, what's not working in my suggestions. And they'd pay me $300. And I did like 10 of these a month to make some extra money. And those kind of things, getting scrappy, how could you add value in terms of exchanging it for money is so important. So that's one thing to think about. And the other thing is you've got to be creating content. Now, I, I didn't used to teach this. I, I didn't even know what the word content really meant in my first few years of business. Like it just seemed like such a weird word to put out there and talk about. But then I realized, oh, everything we do is content. The fact that you know my husband, Hobie, my dog, Scout, my son, Kate, and you know what I do in business, it's all content. So every single day I try to add value on social media, in my podcast, in my newsletter, and that has changed everything for me. So consistently putting out content, whatever that means to you, you can do that as a side hustle. You can do that while you're still in a nine to five job. You can get started now. It doesn't cost anything to get started with content creation. And then the third thing I'd say is you got to focus on the email list. I was talking to a woman today and she's wildly successful, but not in the online sphere. She's had physical businesses. I won't name names, but everyone would know her business. And she said, I don't have an email list. And I thought, oh, well, if you're going to come into the online space and start growing your business, absolutely, you have to have an email list. And so this is something I regret. I waited two years to really focus on my list. And I wish I did it on day one. So list building is so important. So figuring out how to make money in the beginning, I always say phase one, two, creating content, and three, growing that list. Those are the three areas I think are most important to focus on when you're just getting started. That's really good. Now, when you're talking about content, you brought up a really good point, and it was a question that I had for you because you mentioned Hobie and your stepson and stuff like that. So this is what I struggle with personally, is when I'm creating content, I have no problem creating that professional level content. But when it comes to personal, I'm like, I, I feel I'm the most boring person in the world. How could anybody be interested in what I'm doing? So I oh, don't like a lot of that personal content too. I can totally relate. I felt the exact same way. And I also felt like, I don't want to waste anyone's time. Like, I don't need to tell them about I'm doing this or I'm doing that or sharing something about my husband or whatever. I feel like, who cares? But what I realized is like when I'm scrolling through TikTok or Instagram, I gravitate toward people sharing their lives with me. Like, I want to know if you're a successful entrepreneur, what does your life look like? Because I want to know, do I want to learn from somebody that has a whole package that they're not that they're perfect, but that they're living a lifestyle that I can really aspire to. And so letting me in behind the scenes became really important as I started to learn. And then I thought, oh, well, then I'm going to have to do it for my students as well. And here's some something kind of wild. I've always struggled with my weight and I never, ever, ever talked about it online because I've been very embarrassed about it. And when I was at my highest weight, I decided to do a podcast. It was eight minutes long because I couldn't handle talking about it more than that. And I shared that I'm embarrassed to be on video because of my weight. And so I shared this podcast. This was many, many, many years ago. And I kind of like 
put it out in the world and like kind of like hid. Like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. I'm I'm so embarrassed. But when I go to speaking events, when I'm in person with people, every single time they'll say, my favorite podcast you ever did was the one where you were talking about being embarrassed about your weight. And I think, oh my gosh, I put out so many podcasts about list building, webinars, email marketing. What in the world? But it's that that personal thing because these women that I work with, they too are insecure about getting on video. Now they know they're going to learn from someone who's overcome it, but I definitely know what it feels like. And that's when it's when I was sold on sharing the personal side when that happened for me. And you know what? Like, uh, truthfully, like I'm about to cry because that that I didn't want to bring it up, but that podcast inspired me too. Oh, I appreciate you saying so because it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And since then, just so everyone knows, I'm very normal. I lost the weight, gained it back, lost it again, gained it back. Like this is just my life. And so having that out there, it made me feel like I don't have to be secretive about it. It's one of my battles and there you go. And it freedom, that's what it felt. It felt free. I was doing it selfishly, but then I realized women like you who could say like, I listened to it and I loved it. That's what matters. So anyone yeah. listening that hasn't want, wanted to share their truth, I promise you it will set you free. Yeah. And, I, and I'm really glad that you brought this up because I remember struggling with the visibility, right? Like, how am I going to put myself on video? Right. Like, I can hide behind podcasts. I can hide right? behind emails and whatever. But how am I going to present myself as I am to the world? So hearing your story helped me with the courage to do that for myself. So thank you. I love you. that. Thank you. What a gift you just gave me. So thank you for that. Awesome. So Amy, this has just been such a wonderful talk with you. You're giving listeners so much to think about, so much to take action on as well, right? Is there anything that we've talked about that you still want to touch on before we go? You know, this is such a great question. I think the, the last thing that I'd like to add is when I was writing two weeks notice, the number one thing that was most important to me, and whether someone buys my book or not, I want them to hear this, that it starts with courage. Don't wait till you feel confident enough to do anything with your business. You will never, ever start. I always say that courage is that leap of faith. Confidence is, oh, I've got a little track record behind me. I'm going to keep moving forward. We don't have that in the beginning, and it really takes a long time to get there. Muster up all the courage you can in order to get started in any direction you want, because it's always a leap of faith. Although there's no guarantee, the rewards far exceed what it's going to cost to get there. So I just want people to get started. So look for the courage, not the confidence. I absolutely love that. And so you mentioned that your book is available for pre-order. So we will leave that link in the show notes as well. Thank you. So make sure that you guys get out there, order the book. It's really good. Even if you're a seasoned business owner or you're new to online business, you're still going to have some great takeaways. So I highly encourage everybody to grab a copy. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a fun talk. Oh, I loved it. I loved everything about it. So I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the She Means Profit podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, I ask you to hit subscribe, rate the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Melissa Houston CPA and join us in our She Means Profit Facebook group. 